this is the Applied Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Broman from Legally Wise Women. This podcast is about how the challenges in our lives often create our biggest transformations. And it's about taking the support, power and skill of the legal aspects of those challenges to become legally wise. In this episode, I speak to the amazing Anita Bentata. She is a survivor. She's also been a therapist for nearly three decades after escaping domestic violence with her two young children. She was then in and out of the court system for 10 years. So she's got a lot of lived experience as well as then dealing with all the trauma from the violence that she experienced um, and developed the Essentials Method, which is very much about Uh, recovering from trauma through the body-mind connection. So sit back and learn from the wisdom of Anita Bentata. Okay. All right, Anita, I'm ready to dive deep. So glad to have you on the podcast. How are you? I'm Fantastic. It's so wonderful to be speaking with you again, Jackie. I know I had you on our last podcast, um, but as I said before I hit record, we're not going to beat around the bush. We're going to give women what they need to hear, um, whether it's a friendly, energetic slap with love. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, let's confront directly, I think, what uh, women experience with legal challenges and it could be any challenge but of course uh, your background has come through from really uh, long battles with separation um, domestic violence um, and I mean there's a lot of that out there and um, family violence can come not only from the partner but it can also come from other family members so again if there's sibling fights family fights after death um, family businesses all these things Um, we want women to have better experiences but of course the instant reaction is fear and overwhelm isn't it when you come to that absolutely and and as you're listing the different types of issues I'm thinking tick tick tick. (laughs) so yes I I can speak on speak on all of them on a personal level but as you also know I've also worked in the field as a trauma psychotherapist for 28 years and Mm -hmm specialize in the impact on the brain and the body and our our thoughts our feelings our energy system how we integrate things ourselves, how what we do with it because what one of the things I always tell women now is it's not that the stone gets in your shoe it's what you do about the stone Mm. it's it's not what has happened in your life currently or in the past it's what how you respond to it and what resources you have to be able to respond to it because like one day not that long ago a woman came up to me and she goes I've had horrific trauma in my life and I haven't been in therapy and I feel really good but I feel like I should be in therapy because of my trauma and I said traumatic experiences don't have to create trauma if you've got resources on how to be with it. And I just knowing my personal experience, I don't want anyone to go through that. So really happy to share some pieces of information to support women. Mm, Wonderful. Because, yes, you are the expert. Um, And tell us a little bit then about um, if someone doesn't have the resources and they experience some trauma, 
um, particularly, you know, for people who might have experienced trauma as a child, because you don't have resources or, or as many, certainly of your own resources back then, what happens to your body? What goes into your body and then unconsciously how that plays out? Sure. So the first thing is that when we've got an experience that our system doesn't feel safe, resourced or supported on how to be with, our frontal cortex shuts down and our frontal cortex is where we process things, think about things, sort out about our feelings about it. And so that shuts down because our system says, I don't want more input. I need to, you know, it sets off that alarm in our system for fight, flight or freeze. And um, for women that don't know, I also speak about, you know, the fight, flight and freeze was only tested on men, but there is a survival response for women. And that has us to tend, mend and befriend. And it's based on the hormones that get activated through stress. So we tend to keep looking after, keep looking after, because historically we've needed the family and the tribe to survive. And so People we get a bit selfless mm. and instead of what do I need right now? What's unacceptable for me? What's too much for me? What am I overwhelmed about? So with that frontal cortex shut down, our system is highly sensitive to not wanting to evoke more emotional pain. Mm. And so it keeps doing learnt habits of how we've coped and managed that don't allow us to progress. When you talk about as a child, We've got kind of two options as a child. We can either hold everything in and often what we'll do as a child is we'll say that something's wrong with us as opposed to something's wrong with, say, the adult mm. you know, that we're involved with because we need them. We're dependent on them physically and developmentally to to grow and, and develop. So we'll either internalise or we'll externalise. And so we'll either get upset or moody or emotional, you know, all of those kinds of things. So we've got those two options that we take into adulthood. And so being mindful about what's what's your default position, do you internalise and, and make you wrong or bad or try to control things internally and try to make out everything's okay and minimize the effect on you or do you kind of fall to pieces or get moody or aggressive or or something else being able to know how you do it without shame or judgment it's mm. just being kind to yourself that this is this is the pattern that's developed for real reason because of different circumstances, whether you know about them consciously or not. But there's something that you can do about it now because now is a fresh new moment. Mm -hmm. And with what we know about the brain, with plasticity, we can do a lot and create a new momentum, a generative momentum in this fresh new moment. We can interrupt the old patterns. Yeah, that's the really exciting thing that um, even if you then experience that complete brain shutting down with the stress that comes up and you go back into a an unconscious learned habit that you have. Um, and yes, mine is definitely internalizing. Um, so we go into that pattern, but then we become aware that we're doing it. So that's at least the first resource that we have, the awareness. Yes. What then are some other resources that we um 
can build so that we get our brain back yeah. um, and start being able to actually, actually, uh, actually consciously deal yes. with things. Yeah, absolutely. So the, there's two things that we can do and one that is really simple that I can talk you through right now. You know how automatically we, when we're overwhelmed, we might put our hand to our forehead? Yeah. Well, there's some points just above each eye and eyebrow. If you feel a bony area, mm. just, yeah. So if you put a thumb on one using one hand, a thumb on one point and two fingers of the same hand on the other point and hold those points and then with the other hand, hold the occipital part at the back, which is where your head meets your neck, that, that crease, yeah? Yeah. And if you put again on each side, so not through the center, so thumb on one side, two fingers on the other, and just breathe comfortably and feel what you're feeling and just hold those points at the front and the back of, of your head. And what you're going to be doing, you may in the beginning not feel a pulsing at the front and the back through mm. your fingers. Okay. And that that could be because the frontal cortex has shut down and mm -hmm. you're not feeling it at the front. And the amygdala is at the back with that survival center. And so when you just keep breathing and just breathe and allow, not trying to control or change anything or fix anything, just hold those points. At some point, you'll feel a deeper breath and your system will settle. Mm. And then the blood will be going back to the frontal cortex from that older part of the brain at the back of the head and you'll get the blood going back through. So it's a that's a quick, simple way that you can switch your brain out of the stress response. That's like the first step because Amazing. we can't use willpower to say, don't be stressed, don't be stressed. We no. all know that doesn't work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we want to support the body and the brain because when you support the body and the brain, the, the mind can follow. So first step, just do that. And usually it only takes a couple of minutes. If your arms get tired, you can swap hands. You can also do it lying on your bed. So one arm's rested on the, on the bed. It's also a great technique that you can use with your children. If they're getting stressed by things that are going on, mm. it can feel really soothing to have someone hold the front and the back of your head. Mm -hmm. You'll automatically will feel, and I encourage everyone to experiment with a friend or mm. a close person or a partner or someone it feels really beautiful um, so doing that another really simple technique that's easy to to share is if you've got an overwhelming experience that's going on again this is body-based but the body connects to the brain because the brain and the body are always talking to each other and, you know, everybody probably knows that the right side of the brain controls the left side of the body and the left side of the brain controls the right side of the body. So we have a natural crossover pattern when we're not in the stress response. So if you cross your arms like you do when you're just crossing your arms and then put each hand underneath a couple of inches under each armpit and then from the wrist just slowly alternate tap, hmm. yeah, so we're helping the brain stay in the crossover pattern and the alternate tap helps the brain keep processing. So if you've got a flashback or you've got a stressful thought or feeling or fear or overwhelm, even if you don't know what it's about, a panic attack, you can just alternate slowly tap underneath each armpit 
breathe again don't try and fix or change anything just breathe without trying to make it turn into anything just allowing those thoughts or feelings or images to be there and by alternate tapping you're supporting the brain to stay connect connected and the alternate tapping is a bilateral process that helps you keep processing rather than getting stuck and overwhelmed so it helps your system move through it rather than loop into it and then it's kind of like a cloud that's just passing by mm. and it can keep just moving. Um, that's, you know, there's more to what you can do so that you don't loop back into it if you've got a pattern of being in a stress response. But that's something easy that we can all do for ourselves that can dissolve trauma. I've used that technique with women and within one session we've been able to resolve massive traumas involving being threatened with a gun, mm -hmm. with, in, involving historical chronic trauma that they couldn't walk in some areas of their house without panic attacks because of memories. And we've used that with the memory. And um, now, you know, from immediately after doing that technique with me, they were able to walk through the house and there were no involuntary physiological, emotional, mental responses that would come because we've supported the system to keep moving what was stuck. That's amazing. The, the That connection with your body and mind, there's just so many things that are so powerful and simple that we probably have disregarded over time that are sort of coming back now into practice, aren't there? So I think I really appreciate those couple of practices. Thank you. Because they are sort of instant, get your brain back. Because when you're in a situation like that, you you can't go off for 20 minutes. Like you've got to be there in the moment and actually be able to be present, listening and make decisions. And particularly the one with the hands under your armpits tapping. You could do that in the back of a courtroom. You could do that in your solicitor's office or in a mediation setting because it's subtle Um and it doesn't look like you're doing anything except, you know, keeping yourself under control. Yes. Another option for um, some, say, bigger-breasted women that might find it difficult to reach mm -hmm. under there is crossing your arms and just resting them on each lap and slowly, just really slowly tapping. And that's, so that's another one you could do in the courtroom. Right. Yeah. Well. So just tapping on each leg with their hands crossed. Yeah. Yes. The benefit with doing under the armpit is you're working on a Chinese meridian. Wow. So it's helping support the um, system to assimilate, but absolutely. I've used this with clients in the room with me on the lap mm. uh, when they've gone into different states to support them to process it so it's very very effective too mm. all right so now we've got some really effective tools to use in the moment obviously you know the stress and overwhelm can be over a very long sort of chronic period if particularly if someone's coming out of a relationship that's been horrible for a long time and then it takes quite a few years to resolve it so what does chronic stress do to us and um, how can we try and keep our body well and also energetically look ahead, I guess, and try and keep some kind of positivity focus for something better. Okay. Important questions. Big questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, big questions are always welcome. 
I don't want to go into all of the things that, that chronic stress does with cortisol and things like that because there was, um, based on the science and what I know from my training, is that, and I can share a link with you afterwards if you want right. to about, about this study that was done in America a number of years ago with quite a few thousand people and they were given a stress test and all the physiological responses were activated, the blood vessels contracted, you know, the muscles tightened, all of those, the heart rate, you know, increased, all of those kinds of things. Then they were given an educative session about stress and they were reframed about what was happening to them in the stress response. And they were reframed as, as opposed to, it. oh, this is bad. They were told that, isn't it wonderful that your body is responding to the situation, that your body can respond, that the blood's pumping where it needs to go to, that the muscles are getting activated, mm -hmm. that they were reframed it in a generative way. And then they were all given another stress test. And what happened in this second stress test was very different to the first one. The In this second one, their blood vessels dilated, the same as what they do in meditation, as opposed to contracting. Mm -hmm. And so really what I want to encourage all of the, your listeners is it what you believe and what you expect is the most powerful thing. And if you can learn how to take care of that without minimizing or denial and without Pollyanna positive thinking, because the way the brain works is associational. So if you say something like all's working out, all's going well, and you don't believe it, the brain goes to the whole and it won't be able to use that statement because your system knows the bigger picture. So that's part of the method that I teach now because after working over two decades in the field, I was very disenchanted with the industry, including the brilliant training that I did that helped me enormously and helped clients enormously. But over time, I could see gaps in it. And when I did further study about the neuroscience of the brain and, and trauma, I realized that there were some um, things that didn't line up with what I'd been trained in, that mm. they kind of went at cross purposes. And one day I was just sitting in my lounge room when after another phone call with another client who'd come to me from another therapist and was doing what is considered the best trauma techniques and was having to do them every day, but was in like a survival mode every day. And to me, that's not living. And living to me is not about resolving the past. Uh, it's about living free in the moment and enjoying it and feeling satisfied. And so, and plus I've had countless, I can't count how many clients as psychologists and including a psychiatrist who haven't known what I've taught them. And so I knew from teaching in the field, from supervising practitioners in the field, from my clients, from my own journey, um, from speaking to colleagues, that the qualifications in university do not adequately, and I haven't found one that adequately does outside of university as well. And so sitting in my lounge room, I asked myself one day, what's missing in all these qualifications? And I wrote it down. And so then I realised afterwards this isn't just a random thought, I've got to do this. And so I stopped working the way I did to teach people how to be able to be with the whole brain. But there's another research again done in America that's very relevant that um, 
again with thousands of people. And in this time, they were asked question, three questions about stress. Have you had stress? Was it big or small? And do you believe stress is bad for you? And then they waited a number of years and yeah. waited to see who died. And what they found was the people who believed that stress was bad for you, even when they had a little bit of stress in their life, mm. died sooner than the people who had a lot of stress in their life but believed the stress wasn't bad for you. Mm. So, again, it's about our beliefs and our expectations. And elite sports people know that. Like mm. Robert DiCostello, he used to visualise running on cotton wool and, yeah. you know, soft clouds kinds of things. Um, when he was doing his marathons hmm. to, to be able to manage. It's like the brain follows how you label things. Hmm. And if we can learn how to talk to ourselves differently, how to label things differently that doesn't deny what's going on but offers a more generative pathway than a limited pathway, then we can get progression Mm, it's very empowering because we can plant these suggestions consciously into our brains to become beliefs that then can change our whole experience. And the really important thing to understand, it's not about, um, I have a thing when people say about reprogramming their brain yeah. because we're not machines. We're not mm. robots. That's not the way we work. You, We can't reprogram through, um, in, and I'm not saying that you said that, um, but it just what you, when you were talking, mm. it made me think of that because education and insight doesn't change neural pathways. And we all know that because we all know, say, we should go to bed earlier or move yeah. more or eat more greens, but that isn't what motivates us. No. Feelings give us the information about what's going on and feelings activate actions and behaviours. Right. And feelings of pleasure or pain, fear or joy, activate us to move closer to something or move further away from it. We can know where what's happening in our relationship, for example, is toxic and not okay, but we very often don't get out till there's a feeling of fear or um a level of something of whether love for ourselves or for our children. Um, it's the feelings that changes neural pathways and activates change. So when we can support our feelings, yep. then change can happen. It's really interesting when I, I got government funding in 2020 and I ran my new program with a whole lot of women, all who'd been in domestic violence and it had, you know, decades of trauma or therapy and we're still in trauma and I didn't spend one second of our time over the 18 weeks talking about what is abuse a safety plan red flags none of that <laughs> all I did was from day one teach them how to switch out of the stress response how to soothe themselves how to go to sleep how to talk to themselves how to unhook from the old neural pathways and how to develop and deeper new neural pathways from two weeks into the program I had women calling me and saying I'm in the car with the kids we've got a new place and we're on our way there or they were um, in the house ringing me saying I'm in my new home yeah so, so quick. we 
Yeah, mm. it blew me away. I mm. knew my method would resolve trauma. <laughs> I didn't realize all the other repercussions that would yeah. happen. It, there's a huge list. Women's hair grew back. They could eat again if they weren't eating. They could mm. sleep again. They started creating a career or creative mm. hobbies. Um, people didn't recognize them in places that they used to frequent. They could parent better. They could um, even a diagnosis um, was reversed. And she said the only thing she did in that time was do my program. Um, so, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm just so happy that there's this beautiful ripple effect. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've hinted at the program that you do. Tell our audience more about how to find you, what programs you're running at the moment, what can they link in, what can they absorb that is you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you can find me on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or just email me, Anita Bentata, A-N-I-T-A, b-e-n-t-a-t-a at gmx.com and I can send you some information I I don't do therapy anymore I say I'm a um, a facilitator and a mentor because I don't believe therapy works what we need is not someone to um, have us heal us or fix us whether it's a therapist or a psychic or a kinesiologist people Mm -hmm. go to a variety of things we're handing our power over to someone else. And I think we're in the situations we're in because we don't know how to tap into the incredible power we have within our own brain and body and energy system. Mm -hmm. And so I'm more a facilitator and a mentor now. So Mm -hmm. I teach this as a course, either individually or as a group, either um, as a retreat um, over a few weekends uh, or um, over a longer period of time, depending on what people book in for. Yeah, know. it's wonderful. So it's yeah. just contact you and see where they fit and see what you can offer, what's best for them. That's yeah, really and I can, send in, I can see inf- I send information about the program. Yeah, wonderful. Wow. What a great conversation. Yet again, Anita, you, as I said before, just such an expert in this area and have so much wisdom and lived experience to offer um so much that women can get from you so again thank you for coming on for this conversation and um i'd love to be able to share more of you with my audience as well so let's try and get you back in my maybe 50 episodes or so and we'll have a deeper conversation again absolutely anytime jackie really awesome speaking with you thanks wonderful I hope you really enjoyed that episode with Anita Bentata. Some of the takeaways for me were certainly uh, how very much deeply she's studied about how the stress, fear and overwhelm really affects our body and stays in our body, as well as, of course, shutting our brain down um, because we can't take input. Uh, I like that she likened it to being a stone in your shoe, but of course there's a much bigger impact on having your brain shut down than just having a stone in your shoe Um, but it's also about what you do at the time about it Um, and then of course the really practical couple of um, suggestions that she made which I have shared the video for into uh, my community so the video is there to show people how to use those resources um, 
to be able to calm themselves and soothe themselves in the moment. And as I said, perfect to be able to do in a mediation, in an appointment with a lawyer, um, on the phone with someone who's triggering, in the back of a courtroom, any of those places, um, this can be done as well, of course, um, in deeper treatment work. So if you want more power, then consider joining Legally Wise Women's Wisdom Suite. It's only $79 a month with no ongoing commitment. And in that, you get the support of fortnightly Q&As on Zoom with me. So you pre-submit your questions um, and then I'll answer those in the fortnightly Q&As. If you can't attend live, then there are replays available. Uh, for wisdom, we also have a monthly women's circle, again on Zoom around the time of the new moon every month, where we actually interact with other members and like-minded women. We do intention setting and we go a little bit deeper in those sessions. For power, we also have a monthly check-in on Zoom. So uh, that means every week there is a Zoom with me, whether it's live or replay. Uh, we do skill building, so there's twice weekly short videos that go in there as well as other curated information that I find useful for myself, which I share all in an online portal. So as well as all of that, uh, there are downloadable templates in there as well, and I do video explanations for those templates. They're word templates, and I can add extras by request. Most of them at the moment are for business women. Uh, courses I've developed are also part of this suite. Uh, so there is how to find and hire the right lawyer, how to negotiate for what you want and legal business basics. So those courses are all part of it as well. And then you also get the video recordings of this podcast and other exclusive workshop recordings that I run as well. So links are in the notes uh, and I'd love to hear from you, to meet you, to see you there. Thanks. Thanks.